Welcome to Between Two Chairs, Demystifying Commercial Real Estate, the podcast that brings you the latest insights and trends on the South Florida commercial real estate market with your hosts, Fernando Arencibia Jr. and Jennifer Woolman. In each episode, we dive into the world of commercial real estate and break down complex concepts to make them accessible for everyone. Whether you're a real estate professional, a curious investor, or just interested in the South Florida market in general, Between Two Chairs is the podcast for you. So pull up a chair and join us. Serious recording. No, this just got real. <laughs> real, real. This just got real. So, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> we're starting our first podcast. We are. We're letting people know what we're doing and why we're doing it. This is like one of those where you'll look back one day and you'll be like, look, we only had one mic. <laughs> we were recording on Zoom. We actually have three mics. We. <laughs> How are we going to negotiate together when you're just going to, you know, say, correct me when we're in the middle of negotiations? That is how this is going to work. We are going to look back <laughs> on this and go, oh, my God. Okay. So you know, we really don't even know if the sound is going to work very well, but we're going to give it a shot. Of course. And that's how all these things. Exactly. I think that should be the title of our real estate career. Don't know until you try. We don't know until you, you don't know until you try. So you know, it's a very good model. So I envision you one day writing a uh, an inspirational book, and I think that should be the that should be the title, and I'll write the foreword. I already forgot the title, so we better keep those. <laughs> <laughs> then we're really hoping that the audio is picking up. For you sure, know? for sure. You know, I there are millions of podcasts out there. Seems like everybody you know has decided to get. You know, it's like a little bit of back back to the future. Everybody has decided to go back to radio. Yes. But instead of radios are podcast and they're all around. So why are we creating this podcast? This is a podcast on on commercial real estate, but it's really a podcast about business, it's a podcast about our communities, it's a podcast about relationships, it's a podcast that, you know, kind of just like commercial real estate, you know, really goes into every aspect of life. What are your thoughts on it's on a little bit of everything? It's like we're in Miami, so it's a little mango. <laughs> a little bit of everything, but yeah, with a focus on commercial real estate because it's what both of us do, what both of us love and kind of sharing our experience, our knowledge, our funny stories. And yeah, it's all it's all about relationships. And even though this is a podcast, you do create relationships. There are a lot of podcasts that I listen to where I swear I know the people and all of a sudden I meet them. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have never met you before, but I feel like I know them because of their podcasts. So, and you do get a lot of information. So hopefully with each episode, somebody will take at least one little piece of knowledge of something mm -hmm. new or an insight or a motivation or something so that we give people a little bit of value other than entertainment factor or yeah, not. I, I I think that that is, you know, what is amazing about commercial real estate is uh, I once heard somebody talk about, you know, why go and become a lawyer, for example. Well, the, they say the law touches every segment of society, you know, sure. from, you know, finance, litigation. And, you know, it's, it's just 
it's just so uh, you know um encompassing and i feel like commercial real estate and really real estate in general is like that correct i would say real estate in general right because you live in real estate you shop in real estate you work in real estate you I mean, everything that you do has a physical space, even outdoor areas a lot of times are real right. estate, right? Yeah. And beneath it all is the land, as they say in mm-hmm. the real estate, uh, realtor world. And it's true. That's a, I, I was going to start another podcast with that line of beneath, beneath it all is a line. This happens to me all the time with you. Like I think of something and then and I thought of it. First. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just because you said it first, you know. Well, without a doubt, you said it first, so I'll uh, you you get all the credit. You get all the credit. It's like we share credit. We're partners. We we do we do we We share credits. I know, unbelievable. The door. Listen, you ready? Are you sure? And we signed the paperwork, so it's done deal. Done deal. So, do you want to talk a little bit about what we're what we're envisioning? What we want to build? What? or maybe sure. yeah why not that's kind of the it, this is kind of our second beginning right it's like a yeah. new beginning it's the start so we're better yeah. place to start a new podcast than where we're restarting our careers or yeah taking it to the next level taking it in a newer direction yeah how long have you been in real estate oh my gosh over 20 years I have to look at my license because everything seems like it was just yesterday. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was a really long time ago. But yeah. do, you, do you feel like you've been in real estate for that long? No. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it's been a blink of an eye. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. Yeah. And you're always you You came from another career. Correct. I came from another career. Correct. And it just feels like it's still new. Yeah. And but when I look at my licenses, I've had a license for over 20 years. A really long time. I know. <laughs> and I think that's the thing about real estate, right? Which I don't know if with every career, but with with real estate, no, no two transactions are alike, no two deals are like nothing is ever the same. You're always yeah. learning stuff. You know, we do letters of intent all the time and no LOI is the same, right? No, like yeah. nothing that we do is the same. So maybe and so therefore we're always learning. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why it seems like we just got in, even yeah. though we're veterans by all. Uh... <laughs> and you know, it's interesting because you hear a lot of commercial people talk about the idea that residential real estate is more cookie cutter and that there's more uh, similarities from traction, transaction to transaction. But the reality is that there there are always intricacies that differentiate one deal from another. And right. Because there's still always the element, the human element that is there is the of relationship course. is. The communication between the buyer and the seller and and how the broker navigates that that makes it very important and very unique to that experience and the reality is that we we touch a certain number of transactions every year and uh but to the people that we serve that 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 is their one most important deal at the moment right you know? at the moment yeah and, and that's so. one of the things that i love because i feel with real estate and being a part of the transaction, you're involved in one of the biggest decisions that that person or that company is making, especially financially, right? So yeah. whether it's a restaurant who's opening up first time or a mom and pop flower shop or whatever it is for that person, it is the most important thing at that time. And you get to be a part of that. So talk about building relationships. And I think you and I are both people person. And yeah. I can tell you that 
a lot of my best friends are people that I've done real estate deals with. And that kind of sounds a little bit sad. Like I didn't have friends <laughs> before I started real estate. But See, I don't I I disagree <laughs> with you there. I, I don't think it's sad at all. I think it's perfectly natural because you're, you know, you you're you come to meet them at a moment in their life when they need you the most. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to deliver, you de- you deepen a relationship because what happens in a real estate transactions often is for a very short period of time, hopefully, right. sometimes a very long period of time. But for a short period of time, you develop a very intense relationship with the people that you're serving. Mm-hmm. And that just deepens that bond. And, you know, when you meet them again, sometime down in the future, you 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 keep in touch you know, that bond is solidified, is there forever. And you could always go back and, and have those conversations. I think there's a, a, a real beautiful moment. Number one, the fact that that you have earned someone's trust for something that is so important to them, mm-hmm. right? Like their business, their livelihood, the people that they're taking care of. But when they come back again and they they want you to help them on another venture, on another deal, another transaction, that second deal I always find is it's so amazing because there's no more getting to know each other. Right. You're, you're hitting the ground. You're not running. dating anymore. You're not dating anymore, right? Yeah. We know enough about each other where you know we know that we're gonna deliver for each other. And now it it just it's it's a beautiful thing, which is why it's amazing. And I think both of us have the same mentality, which is you know, we like to work by referral and right. we love that 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 deepening community that you develop among your among your clients you know yes, and uh, and one of the things that i have found really rewarding for me is that now you know i used to think of the client as a as an individual you know so if you're dealing with the ceo of a company you know that's the person that you're dealing with all the time and you're helping them you know uh, execute on their real estate goal which is really not the end the end role right the the end goal is that is going to help their business grow or that's going to help their business develop, you know, but now you start to look at, you know, when you have a client that, that has, you know, hundred, 200, 300 employees. Um, now you start to see it more of, Hey man, I'm a little, I'm a piece in that ecosystem mm-hmm. that is helping provide jobs for, you know, 300 people. And there is something really rewarding about, you know, being a part of that process, one right. way or the other. So as usual, we got off on a tangent. So I apologize to our audience because we were going to describe yeah. like why, yeah, what we're doing and why we're here. But you can tell yeah. we love what we do and the people yeah. we meet. So we digressed a little bit, but yeah. let's get back on. Yeah, just for the record, she's apologizing. I'm not apologizing. I thought we were doing great. I thought we were, you know. But Getting to know each hanging. other. We left them hanging. But we, we could, we we could always, could always circle back. Hanging. You know, we could always circle back. So we're circling back. Yeah, let's circle back. So how do you, so let me ask you this, because this, this really has a lot to do with why we're here today. And part of it is, you know, um, our experience na- navigating commercial real estate, you know, and um as a profession and also um, in the investment side of things and how we guide people and how we, you know, so I know this is going to seem like we're, we're getting off a tangent, but let me ask you this. How, how did you get, what was your first commercial deal? How did you get into commercial? So when I first got my 
license, I knew that I wanted to do commercial. I don't know why I came. So my background is in environmental management. I used to work in the hazardous waste industry and then the solid waste industry. So my, I dealt with the land, I dealt with office, I dealt with big facilities. So I, that's just what I liked. I always just gravitated towards that. So when I got my license and I, I went out and spent a lot of money and took all the CCIM courses without reading the fine print. <laughs> and didn't realize that I had to have a huge portfolio and I had never done a deal. So at the time I was working for a great local broker and he knew that I was interested in doing commercials. So um, all the commercial deals that came my way, I worked his way, you know, he kind of sent to me and they they were small. It was a small firm. So I was dealing with actually the people that to this day I love dealing with, which um, are the hands-on type owners or operators of a of a company. And I was dealing with two medical doctors who were looking for a facility, a kind of a, a medical lab facility, because they were making um, band-aids for eyes for when you had eye surgery. Um, so that opened up a whole learning curve because I had to know about, you know, negative pressure and vent hoods and all that kind of stuff. So that was a lot of fun. And to your point, it was super, super intense, but we found them a space and they did really well. And eventually they got bought out and, and left. So well, but that was my first commercial deal and it was fun. And then I was hooked, right? Then I yeah. was totally hooked. Well, that's, that's incredible. I, I, what yes. I, Part of what I hear you say is so your your expertise, everything you learn, you know, what you learn in life, you, it never goes to waste. Right. So your expertise doing all the research, all of your environmental work, I'm sure was very applicable to totally because what you had to figure out is I have to learn something new, but I have to learn it really fast in order yeah. to be able to deliver. Yeah. So I think that I think that's wonderful. I I wish my story was as purposeful as yours. But like many realtors, I took that gateway drug of residential real estate that got me into commercial real estate. And, um, and you know, it was very, very early in my career. I was trend, I was also coming from 10 years of being a teacher. Um, and what I learned um, is that, you know, I, I love first and foremost, you know, serving people that was that was incredibly rewarding. And there was a lot to learn. But um, I would do a lot of networking. You know, I wanted to 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 see what was going on. My mindset was very much like this. I went to school to become a teacher, right? So I got a bachelor's degree. I got a master's degree. I was teaching. So I was trying to find, figure out, well, I haven't really had any formal lessons, any formal training. So I was looking for ways to get in there. And so Florida International University has a group called the Real Estate Alumni Affinity Council. And it's for basically alumni of FIU School of Business that um, that got together that, and they were all in the real estate industry. So I went to one of the meetings and uh, and I met a gentleman that was in commercial real estate, uh, specifically more in multifamily. And multifamily is really the gateway into commercial because there is something familiar about it because it's still residential and in its service, right? But there is the commercial component that the investor looks at it from a different angle. And so... Um, he had reached out to me about, you know, I invited him out to lunch and I said, listen, I want to take you out to lunch and I would love for you to give me some guidance, you know, let me know. And then it just so happens that he was working with an investor 
that was looking for multifamily property in Little Havana. And so we sat down and came up with, you know, he says, I just want to talk to owners and see if they're interested in buying. This was right after the downturn. So it was, uh, you know, I think 08 or 09. And then I um, created, you know, uh, went back and just like teaching, you know, teaches you, right? Yeah, I need a lesson plan. So now I have to have a plan to execute. We came up with a plan. We had a strategy and we were able to, you know, get them into the first six unit, you know, apartment building. Um, and then that's how it started. And it grew from there. But I was totally hooked with the experience. It was unique. I, you know, had to be quick on my feet. I had to, I was learning all the time. And that's something that is very, very, very powerful here, you know. And you really got to do a deep dive in Little Havana and, you know, look at, look at Little Havana now. I mean, moving so, so, so popular. I remember taking one of my investors down there and she used to invest in Coral Gables multifamily. And I took her down. I said, I think you need to buy here. I think you need to buy here in Little Havana. And I took her down. And when she saw the chickens and the roosters running mm-hmm. the crossroads, she's like, no, I'm good in the gates. Awesome. I bet she's thinking of me now. Uh, I'm sure she is. <laughs> she really should. She really should. My my clients acquired over the course of a three and a half year period, 15 buildings. Yeah, wow. And they have done, you know, extremely well. Yeah. But they were willing to invest where a lot of people were not willing to invest. Right. And they really, they really uh, took great care of those buildings, mm-hmm. which in essence took great care of the tenants. They were able to increase rents and do and do really, really well. So, yeah, that experience was terrific. And so, you know, I think that the reason why I asked those questions, those background questions, was really to, um, I think they're important in how they have informed our decision to create this new firm together. So that we can um, help other people that want to get into commercial, help those that are currently in commercial to uh, focus on the things that matter to them, the things that are really going to make a big difference in their life and in their lives of their clients. Um, And, you know, aside from the fact that I, you know, if people haven't figured it out by just listening to that, I love hanging out with you. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do have fun together. We, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do. Absolutely. And so, um, I don't know how specific we want to get as to this venture, but all all that all that I want to convey is that we're very excited about something that we're building together. Right. We're very excited for um, the number of people that can come along to be uh, our teammates in this endeavor and to help them uh, develop and grow uh, their business, develop and grow their acumen as investors. Yeah, you know, and sure. give them. Uh, an ability for them to become investors themselves and to really take advantage of all of the great benefits that are ahead in commercial real estate um, for them personally and for the clients that they serve, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I'm excited because I think one of the things that we found so frustrating was the lack of transparency in commercial real estate. And I, I just still feel like when I talk to people when I talk to my clients or when I talk to other um, real estate professionals who want to get into commercial real estate, they're like, well, where's the MLS? You know, how come there's nothing on the MLS or where's Zillow or how, you know, where's this or where's that? And they name a list of places where they're used to going to find information for residential properties. And that information is sorely lacking for commercial and investment properties. It seems to be like everybody's little secret, you know, people 
keep commercial deals secret. And I think that that's a disservice, not only to the consumer looking to either purchase, sell, or lease commercial property, but it's also a huge disservice to the seller or the landlord who's trying to lease or sell a building um, just because the world's changed. I mean, especially with COVID, I mean, but the world had already started changing where everybody expects to be able to find information about anything they want with the click of a couple of buttons or by asking Siri or Google or whatever. And that hasn't been the case in commercial real estate. So I'm excited with what we're trying to create there to help bring transparency to to real estate, how to find it, how to invest in it, how to buy it, lease it, transform it, et cetera. No doubt. So that's no, and I, and I think to your point, this idea of um, where is the value, right? Of the, where's the value to the, to the client? Where's the value to the agent? And part of this is that it's not in the data, but it's in the perspective that you can bring to the data. And really to, to, to be a, a great commercial practitioner, you have to be uh, adept at research. You have to know what's happening in your community, what's happening in your surrounding. What is it that you're seeing from a macro and a micro perspective that is going to influence the decisions of your clients and what's going to be important there. And I, I'm looking forward to creating this platform in which people, we remove a lot of the stuff that that are not uh, that they should not focus on and be able to focus on things that are going to truly impact their business because they're going to truly improve the service that they provide to their clients. You know, I, 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 I think that there's no greater value than an agent who is a student, than an agent right. that reviews, that that researches, that analyzes, and that is able to provide perspectives and and really grasp because it's so expansive. You know, so many asset classes, so many different kinds of businesses. That I think that that is an important component. So, um, so this is a look. One day we're going to have great lighting. One one day we're going to have great audio. All right, but this will be our this this is our first endeavor. But I did want to finish with um, a question that I think will be interesting because you know we go to a lot of conferences, we attend a lot of things um, in and out of the real estate world. And so, is there a um, a, a stat or some sort of um, interesting thing that you learned this week? Um, I learned something interesting, but then when I was thinking about the number, I couldn't remember if it was weekly, monthly, or yearly. So I can't use that stat because uh -huh. I don't want to misinform. But one of the things that I did come across that I thought it was interesting enough to, to post on, and it's showing how how long it has taken, but how far we have come in terms of coming out of the COVID lockdown, even in Florida, where a lot of people say, you know, COVID didn't really exist because we didn't have the lockdowns that other places did, was the extent that um, gyms and music venues and theaters have bounced back in terms of foot traffic and in terms of store openings. We have a ton of gyms in Miami already. And I just saw something came across my desk yesterday that there's another gym with a new concept opening up in Coconut Grove. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that's really interesting. And then today we had lunch with somebody who said, oh, I think gyms are going to be like the big thing this year. And I was like, oh, you're yeah. late to that party, but you're Absolutely. right. You know, so I thought that it was interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's my take. What about what about you? What's the stat? And you're good at remembering and quoting. I don't I don't remember exactly the the time frame, but um, you know, it was the presentation that we saw at the CCM luncheon 
from visitflorida.org, mm -hmm. which talked about 34 million visitors to the state of Florida. I don't remember exactly the timeline, but what I what was really interesting is that out of those 34 million visitors, only 3 million were out of the country, which it has not always been the case. So uh, first of all, the 34 million is a record number. Right. Secondly, we still have much more to grow. We still got more visitors because the international visitors have not yet come back to that level. Um, and they are they are making their way. And I think that that data was for, for 2022. I'm sure 2023 looks you know, much more different. That's interesting because I did come across another little blurb that said that the wealthy, the international wealth views yeah. still to this day views um, real estate in Miami as a bargain, which I thought, you know, as somebody who's lived here for 30 something yeah. years, you know, really you think it's a bargain? Yeah. But for for a lot of people outside of, no of our country, they they definitely see it as a bargain and as a source of stability. So yay, it's great to be Miami. So you see, guys, this is how it goes. I asked her for one stat. Then I got my shot at giving my stat, but it wasn't good enough. So she had to give another stat. So now she's got two to one. That's how I go. And I'll be quiet. So I'm going to sign up and say goodbye. And I'll let Fernando come to us. No, not at all. Bring Bye. Another stat. No, no stat. We're good to go. I'll let you have this one.